I'm Denise Wallach-Peterson, founder of the Menopause Project and creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. I've been a personal trainer for the last two decades to hundreds of women, helping them through hormonal disruption, perimenopause, and menopause, coming out on the other side, celebrating their strength, their health, and their wisdom. Because menopause doesn't have to suck. In Meno Minis, we'll be discussing everything from sleep, sex, and weight loss to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Meno Mini. Hey, how's everybody doing? Welcome to Meno Minis. This is Denise Wellick-Peterson, creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. So, over the last couple podcasts, we've talked about some simple ways to start losing weight after 40 um, in perimenopause and menopause. Now, we started out with what are some things you can add to your current nutrition program to kind of start crowding out things that are less healthy for you, right? So, you know, adding things like, have you got your protein up to 125 plus grams a day? Are you eating vegetables, especially green vegetables, every single day or every single meal even? Um, Are you drinking your water? Are you getting enough sleep? Things like that. So first off, my first question to you before we get into today's topic is, what have you added? What have you added to your regimen already that is kind of crowding out the, the extra stuff? I didn't say focus on getting rid of anything, right? All right, then last episode, we talked about some of the things that you might want to consider starting to limit or give up. I talked about J.J. Virgin's book, The Virgin Diet. Um, And now we're on to, now how do you use your cycle? So the last two episodes have been focused on uh, on the basics, right? Like, let's let's look at the big rocks first before we start filling our glass with sand. I know you guys have all heard, you know, big rocks, fill up the jar with the big rocks, then add the little rocks, then add the sand, then add the water, right? So big rocks are adding the protein and the, the vegetables and the water. Smaller rocks are, okay, how about we get rid of some sugar? How about we get rid of some dairy? Have you looked at the effect corn has on you, right? Now today, I'm assuming that you're doing all of these basic things and we want to really start using your hormone cycle, right? We want to start really playing with the hormones, supporting the hormones when they are dominant um, and really using them to the best of their ability, especially in the realm of weight loss, okay? Now, this isn't necessarily just about weight loss. If you support estrogen during the estrogen high phase, you're going to feel better, right? Than if you're eating more for a progesterone-based hormone, right? Okay, now, quick side note, I've talked about it in other podcasts, so feel free to go back and find it. I probably should have looked at it for you. Um, But even if you are menopausal or postmenopausal, this works for you. If you are postmenopausal, no, you don't create progesterone because progesterone is released when the egg is released, right? But, just because you don't have progesterone does not mean that you don't have any hormones. You still have estrogen. You still have testosterone. I mean, there's 
hundreds, dozens, hundreds of hormones in the body that we can support to make you feel like a woman or whatever it is you're trying to, if you just want to feel better, you just want to sleep better, right? Let's support the hormones that you do have, right? So postmenopausal or menopausal, you create your own cycle. I have had clients do a couple different things. One, pick a day. Tomorrow's day one. Start supporting your estrogen. And the thing is that after four or five cycles, your hormones adapt. The other thing I've had clients do that they want to just kind of lean more into the cyclical nature of femininity and the world is they set their cycle by the moon, which means they generally, uh, new moon, start week one, full moon starts ovulation, ovulation, air quotes, right? And that's how they uh, start their estrogen and their progesterone phase. Yeah, you got to track it a little bit. But guess what? Even if you had started this when you had your period, you would be tracking it a little bit, right? You'd be going, oh, when is day 14? Or what does my cervical fluid look like or whatever? So I don't want to hear, oh, it's so hard. Everything requires a little bit of effort, everything that's worth having. Okay, so today we are talking about using your cycle. I'm going to kind of go over the cheat sheet, the basics of how you would eat. So first we are going to talk about the estrogen phase of your cycle. That is the first 14 days. That is the first day of your period until ovulation if you are cycling or it's new moon to full moon. Okay, so first and foremost, we want to, there's lots of different things we can do that I teach my clients in the Use Your Cycle program. Um, And I always encourage them to start with whatever seems easiest, do what trips your trigger, set aside what doesn't trip your trigger. I know as I was learning some of the information and as I taught the initial people through the Use Your Cycle method, um, there were some things that seemed like they should have been the easiest thing ever and were actually the hardest. And some things that I looked at and went, oh, heck no, I'm not doing that. I don't wanna do that. I don't like doing that. And that was one of the easiest things. So go into it with an open mind and don't think about having to be perfect. Think about what one thing can I add today? What one thing can I be consistent about this cycle? Okay, so there are seven main things we can do to support our hormones throughout your cycle. And then there's also those seven things during the estrogen phase and those seven things during the progesterone phase. So it's like 14. It's super overwhelming, right? Or it could be if you decided you had to do it all perfectly on the first cycle. What I have seen, what I have learned, what I know is that even if you add three out of the seven of these protocols, you're gonna get results. You're gonna start feeling better. And my guess is if you've started already adding the the protein and the vegetables, taking out maybe dairy, maybe sugar, maybe corn, whatever, If you started doing some of those things, you already feel better. So let's start with seed cycling. During your estrogen phase, you want to add a tablespoon of pumpkin and or a tablespoon of ground flax seeds. Okay, those help support the estrogen in your system. Okay, now you will notice I said ground flax seeds little side note. Flax seeds go rancid very quickly once they are ground. 
Yes, you can buy pre-ground flaxseed if that's the only way you're getting it in. I would highly recommend buying regular flaxseed and running a week's worth of flaxseed, so like eight tablespoons of flaxseed through an old coffee mill or something. I would recommend that more. If you do not like flaxseed, don't do it. Just add pumpkin seed. Don't like pumpkin seed? Just add flax, right? Easy going. Do what you can, right? That's how that works. Um, side note, if you have diverticulitis, maybe seed cycling is not something you add, right? So everything with a note of, does this work for me in my life? Because if it's not something you think you can do consistently, or if it's not something, maybe you try it and you're like, yeah, Denise was right, I can't do this one. Just quit that one, right? Just do what you can do. So seed cycling, easy enough. A tablespoon of each or just of one or the other. Alternate back and forth. You can put those seeds, you can just have them by the handful. You can put them on your yogurt, on your salad. Um... I have been known to use ground flaxseed to bread my meat, right? It doesn't matter how you get it, just get it in, okay? Next thing on the estrogen cycle. So I'm just focusing on the first 14 days of your cycle right now, okay? Estrogen cycle. During the estrogen half of your cycle, your body prefers to live off carbs, okay? Now, Carbs, of course, can be muffins and cake and cookies, but carbs are also yogurt and vegetables and rice and potatoes, okay? It's just an energy source, but your body prefers carbs. So in order to fuel optimally and to get some weight loss effects, we do carb cycling. Um, lots of people out there on the internet do carb cycling. It's just you have a really high, couple high days of carbs and then bring it way down to a really low day and before your body realizes you're trying to starve it to death you bring it back up high and low okay the key to carb cycling is that the numbers on your high days and your low days are dramatically different we're we're not talking like oh today i ate 100 grams of carbs and on my high day i ate 150 grams of carbs and on my low day i ate 90. that's that's not significantly different we're talking Today, I ate 200 quality grams of carbs for a couple days, and then a couple days, I drop it down to 50. Both of those days are going to require some planning. Don't, don't wing that, especially not your first two, three, four cycles. Don't wing it. Like, figure it out, right? You do not get 200 grams of brownies, right? Like, that's, that's a little counterproductive, right? And 50 grams of carbs, heads up, is you need to plan for that because that's not very much, right? If you start looking at your carbs, 50 grams of carbs you can get eating green beans. So make sure you plan that. Um, also, during your estrogen phase, your body tends to run a little bit cooler, right? So you want to change up the food, the meats you're eating, right? So we want to focus on fish, chicken, turkey. Those are more the meats you want to lean toward. No, I'm not saying exclusively for two weeks, only fish, chicken, and turkey. By all means, have a steak once in a while. I don't care. 
right? But if you really want to lean in and use your cycle, focus heavier on fish, chicken, and turkey the first couple weeks. Steak comes kind of then, right? So focus, right? Same thing goes with spices on the cooling rack. On the cooling side, right? Dill, basil, cumin, sage, mint, cardamom, saffron, rosemary, fennel, thyme, right? Um, focus on the cooling spices, spices that are going to be cooler. Those you will notice also go with fish and dill, right? Oh, geez, there's my husband, the puppy going crazy. Oh, well, we'll try and work through this, right? So you want to try to, we might have to do this. Recording stopped. Okay puppy interruption over I hope. So you will notice that the the meats and the the spices, I mean they kind of naturally go together, right? Fish goes with dill, chicken, turkey, rosemary, thyme, right? So things that kind of naturally have always gone together are kind of what you're thinking about, right? Cooling phase. We're trying to help keep your body cool. And by cooling foods, I don't mean you have to eat these foods cold. I mean that on the um, Eastern philosophy on food, these are cooling foods. Okay? Go with it. Veggies. Eat them raw. And the reason you want to eat raw vegetables more so during the first half of your cycle, from day 1 to 15-ish, from new moon to full moon, is your digestion is on point. Right? Maybe you've noticed... Um, over your cycles that you get a little bit constipated the closer you are to your period but before your period right that's because your digestion slows down that half of the cycle so during your estrogen phase your digestion is running on high so eat your vegetables raw okay um some of the other tips are exercise tips so we will talk about those another day but those are the main dietary things Another dietary thing you want to think about is your body doesn't really deal with dairy very well the first half of your cycle. So if you're going to avoid something, it would be dairy during the first half, okay? So during the estrogen phase, that's day one of your period through up until ovulation, you're going to seed cycle with pumpkin and flax. You're going to carb cycle meaning highs and lows, not just like brownies, but highs and lows. You're going to focus on cooling foods like fish, chicken, turkey, and cooling spices, dill, basil, cumin, mint, right? You're going to have lots of raw veggies, and you're going to avoid dairy, right? All right. Now, let's skip to the progesterone phase, right? So if you are still cycling, this is when ovulation has happened. If you are you know ovulation has happened because you're taking your temperature. You know your temperature spiked a degree or so, right? So we are going to focus on heating the system up, okay? So with seed cycling, the second half of your cycle, ovulation up until your period, right? You're going to use sunflower and sesame seeds, okay? By the handful, a tablespoon of each or two tablespoons of one or the other, like, flow with it, right? Like, don't be hard about it. Um, on your salad, in your on your yogurt, in your smoothie, in your granola, 
right? Don't make it hard. Don't make it weird. Second thing, supported fasting. This is different than straight up starving yourself. Water fasting, none of that crazy baloney, okay? So why supported fasting? First of all, your digestion is running on slow. Secondly, preferred fuel source is fat this half of the cycle. So we wanna take that away. If you're looking for weight loss, we wanna take away that fat and fast, right? Now, before you go eh, eh, tune up for the next minute, listen up. This is actually the one that I went, eh, no, mm, mm, never, uh-uh, uh-uh, no way. And even most of my clients do this too, when I'm like, mm, you don't have to do it right away. But it ends up being very easy for them because once they've started working with the different protocols and getting all of the things lined up, it actually kind of comes kind of natural. So one day each week during the progesterone phase. So the week right after ovulation and the week right before your period, you are going to do a supported fast. But you got to set yourself up. Do not wing it. Do not wing it. Do not just like realize one day at lunch that you actually haven't eaten all day. So you're just going to continue to not eat um, and call it your fasting day. That actually sets you up for some massive failure. Okay. So when I say supported, you're going to go, okay, on Wednesday, I'm going to do a fast. I'm going to do a supported fast. So Tuesday night, you set yourself up. You have an extra serving of protein before you go to bed whether that's a protein shake, whether that's some meat, whatever, you set yourself up with an extra 20 to 30 grams of protein before you go to bed. Now, the next day, Wednesday, you're going, okay, today I am fasting, supported fasting. I am going to get up and I'm going to have a protein shake. You are not going to add a bunch of fiber to it because it's your progesterone phase, your digestion is slowed down, and you're going to get constipated. So don't add fiber to it. Just have a simple water and protein shake. Then personally, my preference is I uh, dump a quart of bone broth into a pan. I cut up an onion. All why French women don't get fat style. Throw it in the broth, put it on simmer, suck on that all day long, right? Just eat that all day long. Um, you might want to throw in some of the spices I'm going to talk about in a minute. We're eating warm foods to keep us warm, to keep that temperature increase on the rise, right? Um, to keep that extra degree or two that we're already warm, right? Um, and then when you absolutely need something to chew, you eat that onion that's been soaking in the broth all day. I know it sounds gross, but it's amazing how delicious that is broth throughout the day, and then a protein shake again in the evening or at night before you go to bed, right? You're going to get a little bit of protein through that broth. You're going to get some of the chewing action through that onion that's been boiled all day or soaked all day or whatever. You're going to get some protein from the broth. All good. And then Thursday morning when you get up, you start with a big old protein shake again, right? So we never really fully want to starve. We just kind of want to give the digestion a break and limit our calories pretty significantly, but not go zero calories. Okay. No doing that. Now, 
just like in the estrogen phase, there is, um, we, you know, we're heating up, we're keeping that heat, that extra degree or two, by eating warming meats like steak, burgers, bacon, uh, veggies. You want to cook your veggies because the digestion is slower. So if we can break down some of that fiber, right? This is a great time to have stir fries, uh, soups. Soups, stir fries, egg roll in a bowl. That's a good one. And then use hot spices, garlic, turmeric, cinnamon, nutmeg, onion, paprika, uh, cloves, pepper, ginger, right? Use the hot spices. And again, there's some things that pretty naturally go with the, the warming meats, right? Like the burgers, the steaks, uh, right? So lean into it. Lean into what you naturally want to do. And like I mentioned with your vegetables, you want to cook them, bake them, roast them, grill them. Open it up, right? Like it doesn't just have to be steamed, soggy vegetables, right? Put asparagus on the grill. Um, bake a potato, bake some squash, right? We use our grill a ton in the summertime. Not so much in the winter, but we do use the grill a lot for our veggies. Husband dislikes a lot, but deal with it, right? So, and then just like in the estrogen phase, we were avoiding dairy. In the progesterone phase, it's actually peanuts that you want to avoid. The gallbladder is just kind of fritzy during the second half of your phase, second phase of your cycle, right? So just have that awareness. Those are the main four protocols for each phase of your cycle as far as nutrition goes. So quick recap, seed cycling. First half of your cycle is pumpkin and flax. Second half is sunflower and sesame. For weight loss, first half of your cycle is carb cycling. Second half is a supported fasting day, one each week, not two in a row. Third is warming foods and cooling foods. So first half of your cycle is cooling foods like fish, chicken, turkey, cooling spices like dill, basil, mint. Second half is warming foods and spices like steak, burgers, bacon, pepper, ginger, turmeric, right? Raw vegetables first half, cooked vegetables second half, right? Avoiding dairy on the first half, avoiding peanuts on the second half. And that is how we start using nutrition in your cycle. Now, if you want more details on this, be sure to go check out my Use Your Cycle book on Amazon. It's totally available. The link is in the link tree. Y'all have a fantastic day and we'll chat again soon. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals and hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.